So, so then what? So you can use that two-part epoxy and you can take your uh, door panels off and you can pour uh, that into your door panels and then put your, like, let it kind of set up a little bit semi-hard, put your door panel back in place in your car. And then that way you won't have any panel resonance at all in your door panel, dude. It is, it's no joke. US I can't remember if that's, what's in, what's in, it's uscomposites.com. I, I can't remember US if that's composites. the, yeah, they make different weights basically. And I can't remember all of them. It may be like one pound and maybe 16 pound density. Right. Okay. And the 16 pound density is I'm telling you, dude, I mean, I took a hammer to it to try to break it apart <laughs> and couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> Cause I put it inside well, my car, my kick panels. And it was just like, dude, it was like, well, I don't know, man. It was way stronger crazy. than anything else I've ever built. Yeah. Hey, but Michael, yeah, so do beast that. mode. Look at it. Look at. Isn't that a cool view? Like you got the I, roof. Like, I was thinking he could just. I was just thinking he should like put it on autopilot and just look at us instead of looking at the road. I mean, I know. I mean, what I are you driving? For? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. <laughs> totally kidding, bro. Autopilot. Hey, uh, how come this, this is like right. a better view than uh, your normal background, even? Like this, wow. you got a moving background Ouch. and everything. That's legit, hey, though. It, it does look nice. Does your background move? Mine doesn't. Mine's the same old background. I should do that. I should figure. I should just drive around and record this one day, like with the sun setting behind Dude, me. Yeah. Hey. And then new make videos. That a rolling background. Then, then green screen. New video style. Yeah. Exactly. Just like you know, the, exactly. like how they did carpool karaoke, all that. There you go. Just oh, do yeah. a review from the car, bro. You need right. to have like. Absolutely. You need to have like Floyd Tool in the back seat, like just interviewing. <laughs> him. Would that be dope? Yeah, yeah, that, that, would be cool. sick. that would be a cool interview. Yeah. I don't <laughs> oh, know what dude. he would sing though. But you know, he, awesome. he doesn't have to sing. He, he asking questions, yeah, man. Pick his brain. He could be given a seminar from the back seat. There you go. I'd, be, I'd be in the front seat, be like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, what's that guy doing? <laughs> oh man, I love it. It looks rad. That looks awesome. Yeah. So we just went right into it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna hit live. Forget the I'm intro. Well. Just you guys know who we are, right? Who needs an intro? They know who no we are. Well, they know who we are. I and I know who you guys are too. I see you guys in the chat. Tim Perry, I can't of see course, because I'm driving. Randall, Everyday J, my wife. Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, kids. If you're watching. Hi, kids. If you're watching. Uh, yeah. So we don't have to censor. Chana's not here today. He's sleeping. So. Oh, that's good yeah. for him to be sleeping. Yeah, finally. I think he hasn't slept in like a, maybe a week or so. That's probably about right. <laughs> Dude's a workaholic. Yep, yep. Getting a lot of high Aaron. Um, you need a portable clip for the said, car. Aaron, that sun off your cranium. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, some people actually tint this thing, but I read and I watched some videos where there's concern that if you tint it, it can actually cause the the roof to crack not the roof but the glass right to crack so so tesla won't warranty it if you put tent on it yeah and it cracks yeah when the good, sun's dude. blazing though does it it doesn't like that hasn't pretty bothered good? me so far okay. yeah i mean it's just dark man this tent okay really dark just so give me that i'm gonna spin it back around and look at the actual road okay and then so there you go. Kind of hard it's, to tell because it's, it's doing auto exposure. Oh, but, uh, oh yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would say this tent on the roof is at least 20, if not okay. like close to 10. Okay. It's dark. Yeah. Can, I see, uh, can I see your roads? Have you guys ever seen that game that people play where you, like it shows them something on Google Maps for a second and you have to guess where they're at? Uh, well, I mean, people screen. can guess where I'm at because you can see my screen. But yeah, go I've ahead. Oh, yeah. There you go. Do that. 
Oh, okay. Our streets don't look like that. See, that's what our well. Your streets yeah, look Plant, like Plant City looks similar to that. Yeah. No, those Scottish are so country, spaced y'all. out. Like, look at yeah. the houses oh, are all that, far apart. Yeah, but that's that's Plant City yeah. too. Oh, yours look, too. This is how you. This is how you know yeah. you're in the south. There's a church. Yeah. And then, <laughs> in about like two seconds, I'm going to pass another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I don't know why I think it personally. Like, I'm mad. It's, it has nothing to do with being a religious person. I'm just fed up with all the churches that they're building around here because. Mm-hmm. In some areas, not in this particular area, but in some areas, they're running out of land for homes, right? Yeah. But they'll build like mega churches that take up twenty something acres. And uh-huh. I've been to plenty of churches in the area that have hardly anybody there. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just freaking tell your people to go to another church, right? <laughs> no, no, it's all you empty. don't need you don't need that large of a congregation. You just don't. So stop it. That's anyway. crazy. See, like if you look around, like if you show where where you're at there. Look. That's why they oh, can yeah. do that CEA 2010 subwoofer <laughs> measurement. That's look at all that lead. Look at all that green. We don't have that yeah. green. Look trailers, y'all. Trailers. That's the way oh, we got another that church. Another church. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. Hey, it could be God saying you need to pull over. You know, you just never know, man. Well, you know, he's probably right. He might be he's just going. Hey, right. here's one here. Here's another. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's all about perspective, right? There uh, you go. I like that. That's really good. That was very clever. You might be right. Yeah, Happy if one Easter. lands in front of me while I'm driving, I'll stop. Happy Easter, by the way. Uh, late yeah. Easter. Yeah, uh, I hope you guys had a good one. We did. You know, we we did, of course, like a normal Easter egg hunt for the kids. But we yeah, I saw even your different. the adults doing it to it in your photo. That's said, awesome. You know what? The adults never get to do anything. Heck yeah. We just got like, uh, you know. That's we could have got some alcoholic beverages and things like that, but I'm not I'm not one to uh, promote that. Right. So not hating on anybody who is, but you know. China. So we had like iced teas, coffees, cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff like Hold that. Up. I'm not you putting out iced tea or at your party? Like that. <laughs> you had iced tea at your party? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Iced tea <laughs> and ice cube. Do you too. have ice cube as well? Yeah, ice yeah, cube yeah. and iced tea. So, nice. so yeah, we we're just putting out these things, and it was just funny to watch the adults. Go, you know, some some of the eggs had like uh, money in them, things yeah. like that, and it was just kind of funny to uh, see the adults running around, and oh, it yeah. just reminds you that we're all just big, big kids. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see, we're yeah. just bigger, kind yeah. of yeah. not that not that different when you see them all uh, running sure. around like that. So anyway, it was a good time. So uh, Angela said, "Geo guessers the, the app." What did the Easter Bunny bring y'all's kids? Anything cool? <sighs> Um, I don't know, lots of candies, I guess. Taylor Swift okay. tickets. I don't know. Taylor Swift tickets. For real? Yeah. It's My daughter's going Thursday. That. Yeah. She actually got, got tickets. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was weird because her friends, a lot of her friends got tickets. And so she was trying and trying and trying and trying. And of course, they basically, I guess she went into like a pool or a lottery or something like that. But she never got the email saying, hey, you can order or at least try to order. So she was kind of bummed about it. And my wife was talking to one of our friends and she said um, they had bought a couple of tickets early on and then somehow they got upgraded seats. So they're down closer. And she's like, I'll sell, you know, if you know anybody that that wants them, I'll sell them for what I got in them, which was 250 bucks for two tickets. So. That was good because those same seats out. are those same seats right now are a thousand dollars a seat. It's insane, Gosh. and that's way up top. The ones down at the bottom are like four grand a piece, forty five hundred a piece. 
because basically people wow. have bought them and then they're just flipping them, you know, scalpers basically. Yeah, Twitter was a fire the day that those tickets went on sale, and so yeah. many people were upset about scalpers, like people yeah. just going and buying the. Yeah. the and then um, somebody else, I can't remember who it was, but like an older band had said that they were parting ways with Ticketmaster because mm -hmm. uh, their plan was for when their tickets were sold mm -hmm. that Ticketmaster was going to somehow stop the scalpers, but they didn't, right? Yeah. So they were like, well, screw Ticketmaster, yeah. we're out. Right. And they, they quit their partnership with them. Yeah. I mean, we saw the same thing with PlayStation 5s when they came out, man. Yeah. People were, you know, you had bots just literally consuming all of them, making all the purchases, and then they would turn around and flipping them for two to three times the original cost. So it's something we're going to probably always deal with. So, so yeah. uh, somebody's asking about your audio system in the Tesla. It's How is stock. It? It's stock right now. So I am wanting to upgrade. And um, I was telling Joe that I've seen a lot of people that have taken the factory eight inch subwoofer and replaced it with something else. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they're bypassing the internal uh, yep. amplifier slash DSP. Mm -hmm. and there's no way that I would run this thing if I couldn't do that because mm -hmm. I'm quite sure that it's got some kind of limiter built into it because it's mm -hmm. eight inch level for stock, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not going to send that thing 20 Hertz when it's trying to play hundred DB. They're just not doing it. Yeah. Um, so I do know that people do that. I just don't know what else to do. You know, like it's got a nice sound system and it's not mm -hmm. great. Tonality wise, what would you say? Yeah. Tonality? Yeah. Tonality wise. I really like it. I do. I, I could use more top end for me. Uh, but the bass is fairly well distributed. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually running all the speakers in here. It's got like a spatial thing mm -hmm. uh, where you can play around. Like it's got a slider. Actually, I'll show you guys because I'm on autopilot. So nobody has to worry about me working or hurting myself here. All right. Check it out. So there's this immersive sound and I just leave it at standard. Can y'all see that? I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it up here. Yep. Okay. So I'll leave it at standard, but you can go to high or auto. Oh, I'm sorry. High or off. Okay. Um, but then right here, the pillars, I don't know. Maybe that's like you got the oral set up right there. <laughs> Dude, I've got oral in my car. I don't have it. You got the that's right? that's so uh, that's the thing, man. If I start replacing the, the upfront speaker or actual speakers in this mm -hmm. car, I have a feeling it's going to be something that I don't want to get into. It's probably going to cost a lot of money oh. to replace them all. Because I don't. if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it like half-assed. I'm going to actually do it right. So, so uh, I made a video of a guy I know who had a Tesla Model 3 performance, and he did his whole system, but the whole, the frunk, right, the front trunk, yeah. was all audio equipment. Like, if you open that oh, thing up, it was funny. all audio right. equipment, right? Like, just amplifiers. Like, he went all out. And that, I guess, in the rear, uh, right rear, there was a, like, is that where the normal sub is on the Model 3? I yeah. Think so. Well, in mine, that's where it is, like, in... The eight inch, right? So I, so there Probably. he replaced it with yeah. a PSI audio. I guess it's mm -hmm. PSI sub mm -hmm. in there, and then he had another like custom. He said that they custom made this sub for him. Um, like the actual driver, they made him a custom sub. So he, it, it sounded pretty <laughs> nuts, but he had to bypass all the stuff. You know, he kind of just tuned everything himself. But yeah. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. So I've got um, a friend who, who competes in sound quality. He's got a Model 3, and um, he's done all sorts of stuff, amplifiers. and I mean, that system sounds great, so I guess I should ask him, but mm -hmm. I think that this car may be different with what it comes stock. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it other than the the rear and the trunk. It's got a 
big old notch, like where, uh, where like a spare tire well would be in, in most cars, but it's mm-hmm. notched out like really deep to the point where my 12 year old daughter literally can fit inside of it. And I can close the, the lid like cover back on top mm-hmm. of her so she can fit all the way inside of this thing. So I'm thinking maybe like a good 15 inch subwoofer in a sealed enclosure back there. And it would be completely nice. hidden. Like nobody would even yeah. know. Still, I yeah. like to hope. That's so cool. one thing that, that I'm curious about is, you know, how we in home theater, we're talking about taming reflections. And so you got this big, massive, hard surface above you. I wonder how that, you know, impacts the sound quality yeah. and everything. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it does, man. Like sometimes I'll get in here and, and kind of talk and I can hear like my own echo. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly more than sure. a normal car, but can't do anything yeah. about it. So. But dude, it, it's awesome, it man. It's one of the things. It's like, okay, I've got this awesome drive, awesome ride. It's cool view. <laughs> Tunes are good, good enough, you know. So, you know, it's interesting yeah, about the I car guess. is uh, to be a little bit technical because I have to go there. Is you know, in home yeah. audio, we always talk about like critical distance, meaning there's a there's a space there's a a distance where you're either in the direct dominant field where most of the sound is just the direct sound from the speaker, right? Of course, there's always going to be reflection, right. but the direct sound is much stronger, right? And that's when you're close to speakers. Like right now, I'm at my desk. I can touch the speaker. I'm in the direct dominant field, right? right. But then there's going to be a point if I keep backing up where I'm hearing more reflections than direct sound, right? Mm-hmm. right. And then there's a point, the critical distance is where I'm like in between and they're equal. Like the sweet spot. In a car, it's so weird because it's like, are you in the direct? It's always, you're always everything's reflecting. Like, where are you? I mean, so, well, it's like, so you got a view, like a normal speaker has a, has a driver, right? And then uh, the driver is mounted to a baffle. In a car, everything is the baffle. Like pretty much everything except for probably the high, high frequencies. And we'll just say like eight kilohertz and above, but I'm kind of making up a number. Um, yeah. Is reinforced by whatever is around it, right? It's not just so much reflection. It's, it's part of the radiating surface at that point, right? If you take a, a speaker and you have a an infinite baffle, then everything is re- like redirected off of that baffle below a certain frequency. Uh, uh, Ike says only car, Joe would make this it, comparison. Weirdest thing. He, he said only yeah. Joe would make this comparison, and I, I would like say it. only Aaron would go and like continue to explain what what's actually <laughs> happening. Right. So the way I'm understanding from what you're saying is like, like we're in the giant horn. So let's say, all right, if I back up, I'm in the reverberant field. Right. But what if this speaker has a big old horn that comes out to here? Now, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one way of looking at it, too, especially when you like I'll show you guys again. So the speakers in the corner of the dash. Right. Mm -hmm. These down here, corner loaded. This tweeter right here, not corner loaded, but all of this is a baffle. Mm hmm. Right, you know what I'm How saying? So it's it's weird. Are there dude. three tweeters right there? Is that what you're saying? Mm, no, no, no. I think Where was... I think what's in the dash is like a mid range or something uh, like that. Okay, so mid range the dash. Sale. But then you showed yeah. me another tweeter up on the on yeah. the eight pillar. That thing, I think that's probably. If I had to guess, I would say that that's probably a full range, but I have no idea. That's a wild mm. guess, just based off the size and what it's probably right. playing. That's a, I'm that's just a height. Probably like that's a, a height. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably like cut it from like 300 hertz and let it play all the way up, or maybe like band pass it 300 to 5k or something. I don't know. Amazing. I'd be mm-hmm. curious to find out though. I could be what? completely off base. Take it apart, man. I'm gonna do it right now. 
Hold on. You know, so just to finish up that whole thing with the uh, reverberant feel and all that, it seems to me that it's more like the bass. You're almost always in the reverberant field when it comes to in the car, right? Like it's so small, everything it's just a reflection for the most part. Um, But with the with the highs, it's almost all direct. So it's not it's not like you know, it's not a straight line, right? Where all of them are, are equal. So I think that's what right. I've kind of found out. Right. Uh, Jason, thank you for... That's what makes the car super- audio so fun. Yeah. And that's why I use it to test my uh, uh, my app. Because if it can work with car audio, it'll, it'll be fine with home audio <laughs> and home theater. Um, Jason, thank you for the super chat. Um, he says, hope you guys had a good Easter. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so... Speaking of little height speakers, right? Little tiny baby baby height speakers. Um, Atmos speakers. If you're Michael, right? He doesn't say hi. He doesn't say hi. It's Atmos speakers. I do it both ways. Okay, so you yeah. have some uh, some new speakers. I do. So what's up? Can you tell us about these Dude, new speakers? Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Definitely pretty cool. So <laughs> big boys. You got some yeah. big boy speakers up there. Yeah, so it's been like four years in the in the making and planning and preparing and and drooling. (laughs) So, you know, I've heard a ton of JTR systems over the past, I guess, three or four years. Um, When I first flew up to hear JTR visit their headquarters, I saw or had a chance to hear three JTR systems. Then came back probably, I don't know, maybe six months later, did 12, 10 or 12. No, I did 12 home theater tours in four days. A lot of those were JTRs, at least several of them. Then I did a tour in Kansas City. A lot of those had JTRs. So I've heard this brand over and over and over. And every time I was in somebody's home theater, I just was literally blown away going, man, this is exactly what I'm striving for. And so just over the past four years, we've been slowly trying to you know, replace and upgrade my setup because I've had mine for not quite well i guess technically i've had it 16 years since i moved into my home Mm -hmm. Um, but it's i've seen a lot of revisions continually upgrading um you know and it had always been clips for a long time but i went with a coaxial driver so there's eight eight of those so they're um time aligned you know physically Mm -hmm. it's got a compression driver which i've always liked compression drivers um a lot of the higher end clips have compression drivers um, so I definitely like that sound and they're angled, which is super cool for my setup because my side surrounds, at least the main one, when you come in the room, mm. it's kind of in your way. Like you're literally going to face plant it. And so I had to kind of mount those. I'm five eleven, So I had to mi- mount it pretty close to my height. So that's definitely probably a little bit taller than you know, originally 15 years ago, Dolby Atmo or Dolby was suggesting two to three feet above you. And I was definitely at the, like the three foot mark. So the, one, the ones we see on the wall there are your rear surrounds, right? And so then you have heights. All so, I have, so I have two side surrounds, two rear back surrounds. Now the back ones are mounted up a little bit higher because mm. I have a door entry. Mm. So it's got to be right. I mean, it's literally right above the the threshold of the door, not threshold. That'd be at the bottom. So mm-hmm. the top part, 
anyway. Yeah, so, so your rear surrounds are have to be placed a little higher. Yeah, so they're okay. back. But like I said, the good thing is they're at a 45-degree angle, so they're aimed right at my listening position, which works great. Um, and then the height speakers are at 45-degree angles as well. Um, we just you mount them differently, if mm. that kind of makes sense. So, well, of course, they're flush-mounted. So, um, so, so here's what I want to know. You know, yeah. I've been using coaxial for height speakers for a while now. Yeah. And I was like, man, that makes a, a big difference. Mm -hmm. Now, the ones that I'm using are not whatever, 10 inch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the, the principle yeah. is still the same. Yeah. Right. Where the on axis and off axis response is more similar and it's a yeah. point source, an actual yeah. point source. Correct. And kind of curious to hear what you have found because yeah. of that. So part of it. All right. So there's a lot that changed just in going from what I had to what I've got now because my previous surrounds were all wide dispersion. So I had a tweeter and a woofer firing one way, tweeter and woofer firing another way. So again, that was one of those recommendations back 15, 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. Dolby wanted you to disperse that sound, and that's how we got the surround sound kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as we began to upgrade to DTS Master, um, what was the other one? DTS Master and Dolby True HD, then they began to kind of shift a little bit and say, okay, we'd really kind of recommend you having direct radiating speakers. Yeah, and, but I, I just never did. I've kept my same setup and, you know, I'm pretty so, content. You know so what I mean? What, what difference did you notice? Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing is, so before you didn't really know exactly where the sound was coming from because it's just kind of blends into the room. You yeah. know, you know, it's back here somewhere. But you can't go, okay, it's right back there kind of thing. Now it my, can be good and bad, right? It can some, be. Okay. But just right now, number one, I've got just this massive cohesive sound right. because they're all identical. I've got four Here's Atmos the, or there I go again. Real review right now, see? Fred says, look at the smile now. It's easy to tell. With, yeah. People say that in my reviews. Like, they can determine how well I like something. It's based easy. on how big my smile is. I count know? the little wrinkles on the side right there. See, it's like the, the two thumbs yeah. up, like two, yeah. two little smile wrinkles. For sure, man. All yeah. right. So, so yeah. what, so what are you noticing? Like you're so watching the, some of these movies, demos. What's so happening? We watched a full movie. So we watched um, ready player one. Mm -hmm. And it's funny cause I hadn't seen the actual movie since it first came out. Uh -huh. Now, of course I've done the, the demo, the same demo over and over and over and over but I haven't seen the whole movie. And so it was just really cool hearing. I mean, that movie, the whole movie has some amazing um, heights around or height effects, surround effects. It's just done very, very, very well. Um, but just the level of detail, being able to kind of pinpoint and just physically hear the spatial mm -hmm. cues kind of moving around the room. Um, that's just different than what I've been experiencing over the past, whatever, how long I've had, my setup. So, uh, and actually, I haven't had, I didn't install Atmos till, what was it, maybe three, three or four years ago, maybe yeah. is when I installed my in ceiling speakers. So, I'm, I'm assuming you had to recalibrate also, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah we had to recalibrate, rerun Odyssey. So, we're trying something different. We're actually trying to, to not use the mini DSP. And so, yeah, just to try oh, to see, like, what? yeah, not yet. So okay. we're just trying to see what Odyssey can do on its own. Right. Um, because ideally, I review so much stuff. I would love to be able to get my system dialed in without the need for doing that. Um, 
And then that way, when I swap something out, it's kind of more of a fair comparison because if I review something, I'm pulling the mini DSP out. Yeah. Because I need to see what can Anthem AVM 70 do in and of itself. Right. So, but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's That's really awesome, man. I watched the video and I laughed because you said, we always say that we're done, right? Or like it's a never ending journey. And we say Correct. that we're done, but we know we're Correct. not. And then you're like, yeah. but I think I'm actually done. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a lot. Well, like, but you're done, no, but, but, but what like I said, years, it might change. I don't, I really don't think so. Seriously. So electronics, absolutely. I mean, projectors going to be upgraded over time. Processors going to yeah. be upgraded over time. I may add some tactile transducers over time, mm. but as far as like more speakers, the, that, that could happen, but I don't think my room's big enough. Now, maybe if I move and my room gets oh, bigger, okay. then I could see maybe adding another two speakers. Mm. But as far as like the level of speakers that I'm at right now, the level of subwoofers, I promise, man, I have I don't see where else I would go. I what if really, what if really JTR what if JTR came out with like a you know wisdom audio type of line array? Yeah, I, mean, I just <laughs> huh? I just don't I just don't well, need it. No? I mean, that's line the thing. Array? I mean, like I'm 100 percent content all right. All right. right now. I mean, seriously, right. it's at that level. All right, don't ever come really? out with a line array, JTR. <laughs> or yeah, I don't, or do. I don't think you have to worry. About it. Or do, yeah. <laughs> and then let's yeah. see. We'll come yeah. back to this video. Yeah. Yeah, speak, um, speaking of line arrays, though, I'm actually Wisdom invited me to come out to their. Um, I don't know if it's basically like their. Um, oh my goodness, their factory, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing like a Wisdom training, and so I get a chance to make some content out there. That's in another month, I think. So just trying to think cool. of my calendar. So, but I'll I'll get a chance to kind of hear some more. Line uh, line source, I guess. So they don't have line arrays. They've got oh line yeah, source. I forgot. That's a little bit different. Y yeah. Um, uh, let's see so here. Chris was asking a question. I'll have to look it up. Um, I think they're ninety three dB sensitivity. I don't know. Let me look. Oh yeah, he's asking the sensitivity of those. Yeah, I'll find out real quick. <clears throat> it was in the nineties for sure because I remember yeah. we, we mentioned it and you looked it yeah. up last time. Ninety five. Is it a ten inch? 10 it's inch. A, yeah, 10 inch, okay. 95 dB. Yeah, compression. Mm -hmm. well, uh, who makes the driver? Is it, is it BNC or BMS? Uh, or? I have no idea. Yeah, Jeff's pretty tight-lipped on where he sources. My understanding with his, I know with the subwoofers, he kind of has designed and manufactured his own, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it's to his yeah. specs. So now yeah. there might be something kind of similar, right? Like somebody else built it, but it's to his specs. Correct. Yeah. I mean that's 100%. that's typical. Yeah. That's yeah, that's 100%. completely typical. Um, yeah. I just I was thinking that with some of his large speakers, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to say that he was using BMS yeah. drive units, yeah. but I couldn't remember. So I was just kind of curious if he knew yeah. use for those. Sure. Dang um, son! So Mustang. Real real quick, um, did you guys see the? Shit audio sin. Mm -mm. You know what that is? Bro, watch your no. mouth. S Y N. Mm -mm. What is that? No. So, you know, shit audio is known for making like mostly two channel stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they came out with this kind of like um, uh, surround processor, I guess. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to me because it's still like it's kind of like the old school Pro Logic, Aaron. Okay. Right, <laughs> got the pro logic. So it's so meaning. I see. 
No, no, no shade, no shade at all. Yeah, right? no shade, Aaron. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay, and all right. because because it's two channel, it'll work with everything. Right? Interesting. Yeah, it works with everything. So, like with Pro Logic, right? All you needed mm-hmm. was a, a a VCR that could do stereo. Remember that was a thing, yeah. right? You could have a VCR yeah. that didn't do stereo. Yeah. Or you oh, had yeah. the one with the stereo and it had the two RCA outs and like that's what you needed yeah. to be able to get Pro Logic, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, of course, it's easy to get stereo. And center channel is basically uh derived from the left and right channel, right? Mm-hmm. Center channel technically uh it should be not just the sum of the left and right. Mm-hmm. It should be the sum what they have in common minus what's on the left and minus what's on the right. right. If we're going to be technical, right? Because you don't want, you know, you want them to kind of have discrete signals, I guess. Not necessarily right. this, but you don't you don't want them to have so much overlap, right? And I think they're playing around with that. But then surround right. channels, surround channels, um, you can just derive by connecting positive and positive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the difference between the left and right, like what's not in common with them. And that gets thrown into the rear. That's kind of how ProLogic actually worked, right? It was just that plus delay for the rears, right? right? Plus some, a little bit of EQ, yeah. but for the most right. part, that's what was happening. Right. Um, so it's interesting that they're doing this. This is uh, something that they're doing for, I guess for a desktop or, you know, if you have a TV and you just want to hook up RCAs and you can kind of get us around and you have yeah. an ability to, change the width you can change how much you know surround and it derives the lfe also right so that's all cool like i i like that stuff and for me i personally i don't need it because i actually have like you know discrete sure will be at most processors right. things like that this might be but a I good thought, way like a better step up from a sound bar yeah you know? i thought it would be interesting right i guess i, I just thought it was interesting from the standpoint of like Maybe it'll get two channel guys like, oh, this is pretty simple. And they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, right. Maybe uh, let me check out that Atmos stuff. Let me see what that's about. But it also made me think, I want that in my car, right? So if you think of car audio, you have left and right. Everybody, every car has left and right, right? And almost every car also has left and right rear. But for the most part, those are just playing what's, in the left and right, which is understandable because if somebody's in the back seat, you want to you want them to hear the same music, right? But if if it's just me, I would rather have like some kind of surround thing going on. I'd rather use those back speakers as surround speakers, right? And I looked it up. There's no there's no uh, no such like up mixer that I could <clears throat> find. We we lost Aaron, but. Aaron, do you I'm know back. of any up mixers for car audio that's like a Dolby up mixer? I um, looked. I so, yeah. So, well, I can like go in old school. There's one called um, RFQ 5000 because I own that. And that took RFQ? Stereo- I'm already there. RFQ. You have to find it on eBay. Um, and that took stereo signal and it was, I think it was Dolby Pro Logic 2 out because I mm-hmm. used that for a little bit. Uh, then there's like something called the JBL MS8. That was their was it their Logic Seven? Y'all remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. MS8. I had that. That, that was specifically for car audio. Oh okay. Um, That's fun and there's been it. other companies that have kind of try to do like 
mono, like some mono for center channels and differential rear fill. So it's like R minus L, L minus R for the rear fill speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpine had something where they were running, gosh, I want to say it was uh, Dolby ProLogic 2, but I'm not 100% sure. And then they came out with their own uh, with like the H800, I believe is the model, a DSP. Mm-hmm. They might even have something newer than that now. I think they actually do. So yeah, there, there's been different companies. I guess really just was what I'm trying to say. There's been different companies right. use different things for car audio, and there's been one or two that have been kind of promising something for a while, but they haven't delivered yet. And mm-hmm. I mean, like for a long while, like six or seven years. How do I buy this delivered. MSE? <laughs> uh, it's no longer that. produced. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it? they quit making it probably around like 2012 or oh, 2013. No. So I got to so. go on eBay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, be careful, because yeah. I think okay, some of the so, people are having issues with them. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you get one, you have to have one that has the display, and it has to have the display cable, because it's a special cable. Like, it's not like a stereo mini jack cable. It's like a special cable, and you have to have the display to do the setup. If you don't have the oh, display, okay. if you go on YouTube, you can see a review I, I did see for it before I, see I was it. even, oh, dude, I was this even is doing cheap. reviews. I'm buy this. But I just made a video for it for some car audio people to kind of walk through it. And then that view, that's probably one of my most viewed videos. And I made it in 2010, I think. Uh, so funny. Uh, Reverend Slim says Logic 7 was the biz back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I had it in the in the M3 and mm, I, didn't, I didn't love that system, to be honest. I mean, it was okay, but nothing, um, is, nothing could compete with a really good aftermarket tune if you know what you're doing. It really can't. I mean, as far as like getting in setting time delays, equalizing each side of it, like your left side and your right side. So the response is matched between seats, right? Like, or in your front seat, um, nothing beats that. So, but there's been a lot of kind of close. Did you like, uh, when you implemented the Dolby pro logic? I only did it for, uh, rear fill. I wanted, cause I, there were at the time we didn't have processors that we could do internal matrixing with Mm -hmm. like through the DSP. So yeah. you had to do something like that, or you could have wired it up, I guess, but I just didn't want to do it that way. I wanted the DSP to handle it. And it also, I think added uh, additional delay for the channels too. So did you like, did you like the effect when you're. That was cool. I guess it, it was, was the, the product itself though was noisy. I mean, it ah. was just very, it was very noisy. So it, it ruined any benefit <laughs> that I would have had. It just ruined it. I see. Ah, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I called them, I called shit audio and I said, Hey, yeah, can I use this in my car somehow? Like, like, you know, and they're like, mm, you probably have to use a power inverter, which I don't want yeah. to use. Right. Yeah. I'm like, they're like, it might make some noise. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to not, hear it. Not worth the trouble. Man. <laughs> no, um, but it was interesting. I thought it was a, a cool thing for, you know, maybe the, the two channel folks to maybe get into more multi-channel stuff. Yeah. And I welcome new, new things, you know, sure. Innovation. You know, it's not new. Yeah. It's not new, new, but it's just a new trying something new. I like yeah. that. Right. That's cool, though. I'd be interested to play around with that. Just to, uh, just let's to see here. Why are you looking? I bet up, you Cheap so. Audio Man is going to review it because he seems to review a lot oh, of their, I, their stuff. I saw he had, yeah, he had reviewed it. Uh, okay. So I'll probably check that out. Okay. Um, I had one of my um, subscribers send me this today. This is crazy. It's kind of like pro audio. Show it. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was a subwoofer for that. Are those subwoofers oh. too? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. 
What, really why is one like off. down? Is that supposed to be like that? No, it, it, no, it broke. I was yeah. gonna say that doesn't yeah. look oh right. God. Yeah, that's sketchy. Uh-huh. So watch this. I'll pull this one up. So is they the Phoenix Sun Stadium. Yeah, he said he asked me if I watched spores, and you guys probably I don't watch really any. Bro, spores. that hits you in the head. Yeah, that's like that's sketchy right there. So let me stop sharing that. I'm gonna show you the other one because they they basically just stopped the game. Stop the game, pick, right? Yeah, yeah, which was smart. You know, yeah, they're lucky you didn't just like straight up fall. Yeah. Right? Let's yeah, see. So they, well, while you're lowered. finding that, I'll I'll throw oh. it. Yeah, you guys. Oh, no, no, they just lowered it to fix it. But that's crazy, man. You wow. can see it dangling right there. It's that's super crazy. crazy. Insane. Uh, do you guys see from the ma- – I don't watch golf, but I saw the replays. Did you guys see that where that tree fell at the Masters? I think it was on Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it landed – there's a big tree, and it landed uh, between, like, a group of a couple people on each side of it. Oh, so wow. nobody got injured. Yeah. But, I mean, like, five or ten feet. In, in either direction for each of those groups, uh, they probably would have died. Yeah, yeah that's big tree. Yeah, that's not. I feel like trees are slow. You know, like when you see them fall, you're like, yeah, but dude, once that, once that thing's moving, dude, <laughs> you better move. Yeah. It's going yeah, down. You better get out the way. It increases well, it was, the speed as it falls. Yeah, it was raining a lot too. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that definitely had something to do with it. But uh, that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, you need to find that video just for your own edification. You go watch mm-hmm. it. You'll be like, holy yeah. crap. Edification? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not sure I use it right. Hey. Probably didn't. Is it what is it Sounded what does good. it mean? And to tie it back, like does it relate to edifier that speaker brand in any way? You know what? I've never thought about that. I've never <laughs> once thought about that. That's funny. Maybe they're edificationing you, I don't know, on how it's supposed to sound, which I don't think it's true because their speakers generally aren't that good based on my experience. So, all right. Um, let's see. This is Joe's favorite speakers. That's what he uses it to. He likes all the stuff. I rock the edifiers. There's his yeah. reference speakers. <laughs> the ones with the uh, tweeter mounted to the front of the back one and not all, flush mounted. All far. Yeah. All far. Um, speaking of which, well, this is actually not that related, but I did a calibration for a client that I've had for a while and he got some base traps, mm-hmm. right? The company. So basically here's the thing he wanted. I asked him by the way, if it was okay if I talked about it and he said, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a learning experience for everybody. Right. <laughs> and so I think this is something that all of us can learn from. And so he was just looking for a way to increase the treble, like the high frequencies of like his reflections. He kind of just wanted you know, he was kind of cool with like how it sounded, but he's mm-hmm. had other speakers where it sounded like, you know, the room was interacting a little bit more. And he kind of liked that because yeah. it's not a huge room. So you, you've talked about it before, Aaron, like where the side reflections sometimes are pleasing, you know? Yeah. And he has curtains all around, which are absorbing all the high frequencies. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that's understandable right? that that might happen. And so he he called up this company. And they were, you know, he told them what the issue was. And so they said, you know what? If you're not getting enough high frequencies, um, maybe you should try some bass traps to reduce the bass. Okay. And I was like, that didn't right. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, check it out. So he got some bass traps that I guess they have uh, this new technology with a membrane in them. I don't know how it works exactly, but it like, you know, typically you have to have huge bass traps yeah. to absorb like these low frequencies right? right so i didn't know what kind he got i said you know what 
I don't know if we have to recalibrate your subs or not, but let me measure some and see how they compare to the previous measurement, right? And I noticed like there was this big old dip at 35 hertz that wasn't there before. Mm. Like 35 hertz, that's crazy. Looked it up. I guess that's what this whole membrane thing is supposed to do, like absorb certain mm-hmm. frequencies. Oh, and like, like a Helmholtz resonator. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hmm, huh, that's kind of weird because like it was flat before. Like, yeah. why would I want to take those frequencies out? Now I got to undo the thing, right? I said, I don't know, man. You might want to send those back. He's like, ah, they're already out of the box. They were big. It's cool. I'll just leave them, you know? I said, all right, well, I got to recalibrate then, right? Yeah. So basically, I had to add, add back the base that, the, that it took out. So the, here's the lesson. The lesson is before you do upgrades like room stuff, room treatment, things like that. I think it's important to have a particular goal in mind. Like, is there, is there an issue that you're trying to resolve? Because if there's no particular issue that, you know, if you're like, you know, I heard sound treatment's good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, but you have to get specific stuff. Right. So I think they should have taken some measurements or or asked him for some measurements or if he had any measurements, because I have tons of measurements for him. Right. Like hundreds. Right. So if they would have looked at that, they could have probably said like, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't take out 35 hertz for no reason. Yeah. So it's just something to be careful about. Right. If you're if you're doing these things, you know, these companies, it's their job to sell you products. Right. That's their job. So I'm not hating on that. Um, But I wish that they would ask more questions. You know? But that's a good point, though, um, kind of in the same vein is a lot of people, myself included, when you get started, you're told that you need like absorption panels, you know, and some rooms may not need it. Right. So like mm-hmm. the first thing we typically do is we just start slapping panels on the walls like, cool, this guy on the Internet said I need a two inch Roxel panel on this wall or I need four inches on this wall and you just do it. Right. But you don't really know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I don't know what the solution there is unless you just it, it kind of comes with experience and in car audio, one of the things that we always told newcomers was like, get out and go to shows and ask people for demos and ask them about their setups. Right. So you can't really easily do that in home theater, but it's becoming more easy now with like the internet, you know, you could have Facebook groups and things like that. Even ABS forum has a regional thing, right. Where people will say, Hey, we're going to get together so-and-so's place on this day or whatever and demo their mm-hmm. system. So, I don't know. I just think it kind of comes with experience, but I agree with you. you can't just do <laughs> stuff willy-nilly. <laughs> Paul says measuring is not for closers. That's what I'm laughing. Where's the salesmanship? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I, to me, I think what I recommended to him was like, maybe you you might want to play with diffusers, right? If you're right. trying to get a little bit more ambient sounds coming from, you know, reflections, maybe a diffuser <laughs> sounds like it makes more sense than changing up the tonality. Anyway. Uh, yeah. When I asked, he's like, yeah, it's just a good learning experience for everybody else. Like, don't, don't just go and buy stuff because he had to pay me again. Right. To yeah. recalibrate. And so I was like, yeah. are you sure you just don't want to return them? Then you don't have to pay, you know, everything. No, he's like, no, nah, it's cool. Get your money back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think he wanted to just share the experience so that other people can learn from it. So yeah. thanks to him. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, you guys want to talk about anything specific? Anything on your minds? Uh, 
So I'm wrapping up testing for the Macintosh amplifier. I actually started posting the result, not posting, but um, typing up the review and getting it ready to go live on my site. So hopefully it'll go live tomorrow or the next day. Mm. And um, dude, that thing, that, that amplifier is a freaking beast. Yeah. <laughs> it should be as yeah, much as sure. it costs and as much as it weighs. It better yeah. be. But luckily it lives up to the specifications because I know mm. that there's a lot of people who are concerned that you're not getting what you pay for. And I don't mm -hmm. even know, honestly, I don't know that you can say that you're getting what you're paying for in terms of just flat performance. Uh, it's there, but I guess what I mean to say is like, I don't know what else is out there that would do the exact same thing, mm -hmm. but might cost half the price. I, I just don't know. Uh, but it, it definitely meets spec. I mean, it does a clean 500 watts into two channels at two, four and eight ohm off. I even ran it off my 15 amp breaker and it mm -hmm. didn't, it never, it never tripped the breaker. So it does it and it pulls it cleanly. And then the, the peak headroom is like 800 to 850 Watts per channel. I mean, that's, that's legit, man. Thing ain't no joke, but it's like 10,000 bucks. So there you go. Well, I guess it's, the question is like, what, what app competes in, uh, in looks? Yeah. Yeah. What, which app thing. looks I mean, that cool? Maybe a class. Right, a, a, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of amplifiers that will do that kind of power. If you go digging like class D amps, yeah, I'm sure they do. And I'm sure like some of these class D amps probably do too. I, mean, I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't taken the time to go look, but I'm sure yeah. they're out there. But dude, that, if you like the look of that amp, you love the look of that amp. I know mm -hmm. I do. I'd, yeah. I'd love it, that was gorgeous, man. I mean, think oh, about it. That, yeah. That's one of their, like that's one of the draws for Macintosh is the sexiness, yeah. the appeal, the classiness of it. I mean, it, they're gorgeous. There's no doubt. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, they back up their measurements too. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just a pretty box. It's pretty yeah. box. It does what it says it's going to do. A lot of the power. Yeah. Yeah. So at least, and then the other, the AV pr processor that I tested, it's MX100. I think it's mm -hmm. like 5,000 bucks retail. Okay. That thing is the best. So I compared it to the results from Amir's AV processors that he's measured mm -hmm. and it measures better. I think better than anything that he's measured so far. Mm -hmm. uh, other people were, were the ones who clued me in on it. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to go look. And so I think it's probably the best measuring AV processor to date that has been measured. I will purpose mm -hmm. that. But yeah, dude, that amp is legit. I finished up my resistor boards um, got those suckers cooking, put them mm -hmm. on a big old two foot wide aluminum heat sink. Oh That's yeah. Legit. It's so awesome, man. And then I've got my reactive loads that are coming in at some point, waiting on mm -hmm. somebody to get some stuff, some parts for them. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, I was just looking at the uh, audio research. Is that it? Audio research has some nice looking power amps. Mm -hmm. You those? Uh, no, I've, I'm familiar with the brand, but I don't know which amps you're talking about. Yeah. They look pretty nice. They're like, I don't know if you can just see this. Dude, you need to look up Dan Agostino's. He yeah, I see those. You know, Michael Michael referenced Krell. He used to design Krell amps. Yeah, I guess that one? falling out at some point. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, cool. um, let me let me look at my email real fast. I'm cool with that. Can you still hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're good. Um, it'll take me a second here. There is an amplifier that I stumbled onto. And I asked the guy if he would be interested in sending me um, one for me to review. And his reply was basically like, yeah, that would be cool. But I build these by hand and um, I really don't want the kind of attention that 
that a review is going to bring me because I can't I can't make that many that fast. Like he's confident that it's going to test well, that it's going to mm-hmm. meet spec. So, uh, but I want you guys to see it because I want one just because it looks cool. Okay, it is the I O. Say it again. Iota. No, no. I O. Say it again. Oh. I O M Classic Premium Mono. Huh. I O M Classic. Yeah. Classic. Hey, oh yeah. I'll pull it up. That yeah, looks nice. Please. Yeah, that thing looks awesome. Uh, boom. There you go. Let's see if I can make it any bigger. There we go. IOM Classic. Oh, that's cool. Doesn't it? Uh, it's a Class D amp. Mm-hmm. Um, and the module that it uses, I can't remember if it's Hypex or if it's a Purify. But regardless, I mean, it, it uses a good Class D module. Mm-hmm. It looks legit. I think it's, what's the rating on that one? Is that the one kilowatt one or is that, um, is it like 500 watts? By one? I think it's, it's five, might be 500 watts. Those meters are totally necessary, by the way. Yeah, Dude, says, they, they are. They're necessary. 500 watts is what it says. They yeah. dance for you. You know what I mean? When you're playing music, they, they dance know. for you. Two of those little mono blocks, I think it's like, I want to say it was maybe 16 or 1800 bucks for a pair of them. Actually, here's the I may be wrong, but I had a couple more pictures there. That's cool. Oh, they're small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice looking thing. Yeah, I like cool. that. Yeah. I like it. For I sure. Like it. Yeah. Um, that was pretty sweet. It's funny how sometimes you just need a little bit of uh, analog. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah. so digital. Once in a while, it's just nice to have something that moves in an analog yep. way. <laughs> yep. Kind of like me and my booty shaking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dang. All right. Um, let's see here. Have some notes. Skip right over that one. No, that's okay. You guys, if you want to, if Michael, if you would like to continue on that topic, then on what his booty, <laughs> booty shaking. Oh no, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. I've never seen it. It's all good. We can we can move on. I'll have yeah. to show it to you if you at Audio Advice Live. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's snap. exactly what you're going to say. That's what his <laughs> that's what his hip's going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. walker just in case oh man that's funny said your your booty's like a metronome your booty oh, shaking yeah. like a metronome it's <laughs> just like perfectly in time yeah that's right um <laughs> oh i did a, a experiment about you know localization of bass we talk about that right like what frequency can we localize bass so uh-huh. I did a little experiment. I have uh, a sub that's kind of in the center of the room. Well, I have lots of subs right now in the in the theater, right? So it's kind of interesting. I just played some pink noise from 120 hertz down. I don't, I don't remember the exact frequency range, actually. It was a while ago. But uh, I think 150 hertz and down. Pink noise, right? So from 20 hertz to that. Um, and... I did that, played it at a decent volume, but not so much that things were shaking and not so much that the driver itself was making any noise. Just a decent volume where you could, you could definitely hear it, right? And then I asked my, my wife and kids to come in. I, I had them do it separately. But I said, point to the speaker that's making the sound, right? So they're walking around the room. 
and I swear, like five minutes, they could not find where this thing was coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. And th- so I'm like, dang, I thought I could find out. I, I thought I could tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out, I think I, I could, and I know why I could, and they couldn't. Right. And this goes back to kind of the Easter egg hunt, right? When you're trying to find something, you know, the hot and cold game, right? Yeah. When you get closer, hotter, right? Okay. So what you're used to when it comes to sound is when you get closer to it, it gets louder, right? So you're trying to hear where is it getting louder? Mm. But because they're going in and out of nulls, they're walking around this room, right? They're walking into a, a null. They're like, okay, I'm further. They walk into a peak and now they're like, oh, it's around here somewhere. Yeah. Right. But what's tricky is there's lots of uh, places where you might be either in a peak. If they if they went closer to the wall, they're like, okay, they started thinking it's around here somewhere. They move mm-hmm. towards the corner. Oh, 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 it's it's got to be here. The sound is louder. So that's why it's so tricky, is because of typical things that you would use to figure out localization, which is level, right? Just basic level, was tricking them. Yeah. Right? They're in. They're like they couldn't find the the thing. Yeah. Um, the reason why I was able to tell though is maybe first of all because I knew where it was, right? So I had to. It's hard. You can't turn it off, right? If you know where it is, you can't unknow where it is. <laughs> right. But I could kind of perceive a difference between whether. Oh, oh. So here's the second part of the experiment, right? And this is my test. I think I could tell if it was louder on this side versus this side. So I did a test where I say, okay, I'd have them stand in a place and I say, does it sound louder to your right or to your left? And they would almost always get it right. They could tell Mm -hmm. that it was, you know, wherever the sub was, they could tell it was louder on that side of the room. Right. And then I'd ask them, was it louder to the front or the back? Right. And then I'd move them to a different location, a different quadrant. And they were, they were correctly kind of like triangulating. Toning in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was interesting that they could tell what area mm-hmm. it was at, but they couldn't pinpoint where it was at um, using the typical yeah. techniques that we would use. So that's it. That's that's the experiment. Show the audio. make a video on that. <laughs> that's funny. The audio yeah. optom- optometrist. So uh, what are the results of that? Basically, is base localizable, right? Below 150. Mm-hmm. Partially, partially, I would say yes. If you, if you're sitting in the same seat and you kind of know, like, all right, it's, it's a little bit louder in this there mm-hmm. uh, on this side. That's so, that's yeah. localizing, right? A little bit. You can't pinpoint it. You can't say it's right there. You can't walk around and find it, but you can tell that it's somewhat louder in a certain region, right? So yeah. kind of, here kind of, over here, kind of along that length, the same lines as that. There's a new thought, maybe it's a new thought, that some brands are kind of pushing being able to intentionally put subwoofers here and here. And so Mm. your brain can determine, okay, that base is happening from up here. Have you heard of that? Mm -hmm. The whole directional base. Yeah, yeah. like what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm not sure I buy into that. Now, I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm I'm going to have to jump out. All right, brother. Hey, see you, Aaron. Good seeing you, bro. Right. Glad yeah, to see you, man. Likewise. Later. Talk to you later. Peace. Um, yeah. So 
directional I mean, base. It kind of goes along with what you're saying that we can kind of tell where base is, but I'm just wondering, is it even practical? You know what I mean? Mm, I do think I, do so I need to know where base is coming from in a movie. You know, the way I think about it is that it's different from localizing higher frequencies in that there are pressure zones. Mm -hmm. So let's say there's a quadrant, like you break up your room into four, sure. right? Right, correct. I would say you can kind of tell generally wh where the base is coming from just because you know your room. Mm -hmm. I don't know that if you went into, into a random theater that you'd be able to detect it as well, but yeah. if you're so familiar with your room, right. I feel like you would be able to tell if I were to move a sub around just because you're so familiar with your room and how sounds work in your room, right? Um, yeah, because I get the impression that, let's just say they, they put one in each corner of the room, uh, but they intentionally want your brain to know that, okay, that explosion happened from the front right instead of <laughs> just the room. I'm like, I don't, I just don't know if that's, that would represent the real world. I mean, if you're I in an explosion, an explosion man you're just gonna feel it all over your body if it's like close proximity to you yeah you know yeah, i don't yeah. think you're i don't think in a real world you'd be like yeah i could definitely tell that that grenade landed behind me i mean i don't know i'm just, just thinking feel the when you're mixing when you're mixing right so you have the option in atmos mm -hmm. to put these explosions into all you know, all the speakers, right? right. So there's a right. basically you can make the object size small or big. Sure. An explosion would probably be you'd probably use a big object, right? Right. right. Those make a tiny little explosion exactly. that's like shaking Correct. your seats, right? Yeah. So just logically, they're probably gonna make an explosion activate mm -hmm. all the speakers anyway. Yeah. Right. On top of that, then you have the option of putting that sound into the LFE channel. Mm -hmm. Right. So LFE is just it doesn't there's no left or right it's just right, LFE. Correct. yeah correct so in a practical sense even if it did right yeah, even right. if you could kind of locate okay this my i know my subs over here because my my picture rattles over here <laughs> over here my door rattles when out so okay i can localize the base so what right yeah in a it, i think the, the real question comes down to what would you rather have directional base where you can you can tell that it's this coming from back here or would you rather have all the speakers working together to create that virtual subwoofer mm -hmm. that one some yeah. smooth response to me that's a better use yeah. of the base. like so, i said I, i'm not, i'm not buying into it just yet i mean I've, I've heard some talks about it but and again i haven't heard it myself but i was just curious what your thoughts on on that was i guess you know what if it could do both if you didn't have to choose whether to have it work together. Mm -hmm. Let's say if it, it could do that and also yeah. keep whatever directional stuff. Yeah. Cool. Like, okay. And like, fine. Another fine. example, you know, I've heard of certain brands that, that they, they claim that, you know, by stacking their subwoofers, you get a taller sound. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, I just, how yeah. do you get a taller bass sound? Yeah, it's, so it's, the, you know, you know, I think different. the test uh, that I did. Yeah. So, so here's the thing: if you have a sub, right, and if you were able to lower it on a pulley, right, and move it up and down okay. yeah, while you sat sure. in your seat, right. right, you're pulling it up and down. 
yeah. you're going to hear a difference, right? Because it's going to activate different room modes. Correct. I can understand right? so that. Right when it's in the middle, it's yeah. going to have the same ceiling and floor bounce. So it's going to mm-hmm. sound a little different when it's right in the middle, right? Right. That's that's that we can derive. We know that that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how how usable? Like pra- a lot of times, it's just about being practical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to start stacking subs? Is that something you need to do? Right. So in yeah. case you stand up, that you know you can have a ba- better response when you stand up. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't understand it so much. Yeah, right. Um, it's a different thought, you know. So yeah, so I wouldn't mind those uh like those monolith ones that you had that were they're dual, so mm-hmm. they're not stacked. It's just two and one. Mm-hmm. To me, like in my theater, that's more practical because it's I'm already taking up that floor space. Sure. Yep. So the fact that it's just higher, I don't yeah. care. Right. Yeah, you're adding six dB of of gain or volume or SPL, I guess. Yeah. Like you're it, doubling. Yeah. So it, for that's me, it would just thing. be more that like it's I'm adding more base. I'm not right. taking up any more floor space yeah. than I'm already taking up. I'm yeah. cool with that. Um, I think that it could help with some of the room modes, like realistically, right? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, a lot of speaker manufacturers, they have floor standing speakers and then mm-hmm. they have ports in different locations. And instead mm-hmm. of just doing one large port, right? It, like SVS oh, does. Yeah, yeah. They have ports like kind of up on the top and the middle and then on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they activate different modes. And so you kind of get a smoother response. Right. ELAC does that also. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same concept. Okay. Yeah. I think it comes down to what's your return on that investment. Yeah, right? yeah. You I'm just, I'm just curious. Focus on this. you know, because every company's trying to innovate. They're trying to move and advance forward. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes my skepticism, and I'm not really a skeptical person, but a lot of times I am. When they first came out with, you know, wide speakers, I'm like, really, dude? You're just trying to sell, <laughs> you know, sell me a, a a new or give me another reason why I need to upgrade my, you know, AVR. And then when they came up with height speakers, I'm like, oh my goodness, really, dude? Like, where are we going with this thing? And so sometimes I'm skeptical in that type, you know? So now when they're saying directional base, I'm like, what do you mean directional base? <laughs> so, but like I said, I'm open to it. I'd love to hear it or experience it myself. It's because you're um, a grandpa now. <laughs> maybe so, man. It comes with the territory, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found out, I made a little note for myself that I have here about my review style when I go into something yeah. and you said skepticism, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm a hopeful skeptic. Mm-hmm. There you right? go. Meaning I'm That's hoping good. that it's going to work. Sure. Like I go in like, Oh, I hope this works. No, but let's see. Let's see if it works. Right? I'm typically a hopeful optimist. I really am. You know, like when clips came out with their new subwoofers, the reference premiere, they've got a, they've got to overcome this stigma that they've got not even a stigma, but just this bad rep that they've got over the years for not really having really great subwoofers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Golly, what is she doing in there? I don't know, but I think, all, she, I think she's making a smoothie. That's all good. Um, sorry about that. But, um, but I have no idea what I was saying. Okay. So ho- hopeful, yes. you're hopeful optimist. And so you're talking about the clip subs. Yeah. So I'm hopeful yeah. that they'll do well, you know, uh-huh. um, and I'm optimistic. But for some reason, when it comes to new technology, yeah, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Even like ART, you know, art. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, kind of sounds cool in theory, but again, I just want to experience it before I I make a judgment against it or for it. 
you know. Yeah, and you know, me. I know this from experience. I know that what you're saying is true because it took us a long time to convince you mm-hmm. to not use that uh Nikon using that yellow yellow yes, image Nikon for a while like, and you're like it's good enough. It's good. I mean it's it nice. It works. Now I look back and it was doo doo. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. So you have to youth man goes at his own pace. Yeah. Right? So I'm very slow to move. move. I'm I am very I'm very methodical. Mm. I don't I'm not one of those um not spontaneous. What's the other word? Um impulsive. I'm not impulsive at all. Mm. I'm almost the opposite of impulsive. I overthink something so that when I do make a decision, I have no regrets. Prime example. So I had the the Clips La Scalas. So originally I didn't even want them. You know, I bought them really just to to hear in my own system, in my own home, and really enjoyed how they sounded. They looked terrible because they were just antique and vintage, and you know, um, so that's not really my style. I like a more modern appeal to it mm. and so but i got them loved them had them set up in my room and it took me a long time before i made the decision to upgrade to them because i wanted to make sure that once i sold my rf7 or i'm sorry rf83s that i would have no regrets and once i sold them zero regrets same thing when I eventually decided to move towards JTR. Once I sold my my La Scala's, people say, Hey, you have any regrets? No, not at all. But that's because I really take my time and I try to make sure that when I do make a decision, I know it's the I've done my research, I've done my my thinking through and my processing, and it's the right decision for me. And so I don't I don't want to have any regrets. So I have a seat, a little I'll confess a little something here. So <laughs> Sorry. So you combine what you just said, how you're like slow and, you know, you got to think things out. Right. Yeah. Combine that with the fact that his he you know, you said that your memory is not so good, like your short term memory. Yeah. So yeah. what I do is I usually just like kind of plant a little seed. Right. Mm-hmm. And then don't mention it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just come up like you got this new idea that you heard. <laughs> I'll be like, that's fine. You know, it doesn't have to come from me. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't even have to say, yeah, that's what I. You've been playing Oro like for a long time, but I yeah. haven't seen anything sprout from that yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Those <laughs> those those uh those angled speakers might be a little bit more conducive, you know? They're they're, know. they're still according to Dolby Spec. I didn't really, that's I don't, that's cool, I have no I'm, idea where the Oro would you be. You know, I'm I'm actually that's that's funny, but I'm kind of curious to see if you you were to try it, maybe you'd be like, uh, it's not so bad now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're gonna love it. Yeah, but maybe you'd be like, ah, I kind of yeah. get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, not, I have to move them down quite a bit. Well, know. not even moving them. Just the oh. fact that they're a different dispersion than what mm-hmm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I see. Move. Try Oro in my... I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Can... Don't move anything, of course. Just yeah. maybe if you were to try to like... Sounds different. <laughs> maybe you don't like it. I don't know. Like Planting no, those we, dead Oro seeds. Yeah, like, man. We like to have fun, man. Yeah, like it's all good. Fun. It's all yeah. good. Um, Let's see For here. Sure. Let's see here. Uh, bubba. oh, by the way, you mentioned the clips subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the enclosures so huge on those. The the small one isn't though, and I think that's no, like be long, like yeah. lengthwise, like depth wise. Okay, it is. It is long, but I think the the form factor, size wise, width and height is pretty small. Okay, they just went. Yeah, but they, they are a little bit deeper though. That's yeah. for sure. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah. But I think um, they had I think they had to do that to get that lower extension. They had to. You know, so Which it's like, okay, th there's physics involved in this. And so if you want deeper, Mm -hmm. which is one thing that, I mean, they always hit 20 and, and even sometimes higher. My previous RSW-15s, they hit 20 and they drop like a rock. So I'm really grateful that they're reaching down to 16 hertz, 15 hertz, 17 hertz. I think that's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I did this test recently also. Speaking of like, you know, up, up firing, I, I posted on my community page that I had some extra speakers, right? Mm -hmm. And in my living room, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm kind of curious to see if, if I fire these upward, mm -hmm. right? And only play sound out of them if it sounds like it's reflecting off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Like just a basic, simple test, right? Sure. Take a speaker, concentric, <laughs> yeah, base sure. it up, and only play sound out of those. Right. And does it sound like it's coming from the ceiling or not? Mm -hmm. And that's yep. still, it's kind of like the idea of the up-firing speakers, right? Yeah. Yep. And here's what I found. It always sounded like it was coming from the speaker. Right? Mm -hmm. It didn't sound like it was coming from, the, you know, bouncing off the right. ceiling, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and I even tried like covering the front with a a pillow, right? Okay. And the idea is just you're getting too much mm -hmm. uh, information about where the source is, right? Okay. You're hearing the direct sound, and if you don't right. hear the direct sound, you're hearing a reflection that's hitting you first. That's not the ceiling first. And so you were the one that. You you were doing the listening, or did you have somebody else do the listening? Just I, I was doing the listening, but here, here's a quick finding, right? Here's. If I were to just turn around, right, and have my back to the same exact setup, mm -hmm. now I could get fooled. Well, yeah, because your ears are facing forward. That makes sense. And it's just yeah. so interesting, though, that just me facing forward, that sure. that, that totally most up-firing yeah. worked way better. Yeah. Right? Totally makes so sense. Maybe if you're somebody somebody who can't do height speakers, like mounting mm -hmm. any speakers, anything like that, you know, a lot of people are against mm -hmm. the up firing speakers. And I know yeah. you've done a test and you're like, hey, this is pretty convincing. People people it, were like it can, it can be. You're right. Yeah. Not it's kind of like my yes, yeah, my last resort. And mm -hmm. like you said, if you can't do in ceiling, if you can't do on ceiling, if you can't do height, okay, go with up firing. Yeah. You know? But it, I think there, it's just limited in how well it's going to work. Like, prime example, I had my son, and at that time, his fiance, probably. Yeah. I don't know if they were still dating or if they were. Anyway, so it's probably his fiance. They're now married. But I brought them into the room, and I had the Klipsch RF8060 FA. So they're, they take the driver, the tweeter, and the midrange, and they kind of countersink it inside the cabinet. And then they put uh, foam around the the speaker itself. And so what I found when I was listening to it, I didn't notice where they were. And I was curious, where would they hear it? And so when they were listening, I just said, just point, point to where you're hearing the sound. And every time they were pointing up here, and I'm like, that's interesting. You know, I didn't tell them what I had on. I didn't tell them anything. But I basically unhooked everything just except for those front two up firing speakers. But... Yeah. Had they moved to the back row, I don't think they would have got the same experience because yep. that angle now changes. Right. So I think it's just really limited on what you can do with the upfiring, mm -hmm. but I think it can be a viable solution for certain applications. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think that the important thing is if you're experimenting with it, you may yeah. find that having them in the front 
is going to trick your brain less. If you sure. really want to trick your brain at least to the sides yeah. or behind you is better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just basically what I found. And that's with, that's with just music. So I was just playing music and like basic yeah. content from it, pink noise and stuff like that. Um, another thing that I found was if you're playing like helicopters and stuff that's normally above you, like birds and things like that, your brain is already tricked, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you think that it's, you know, helicopters yeah. never that's where it should your level, yeah. right? So for right. the most part, your brain already says that should be up here somewhere. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> he's cracking me up, man. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting, yeah. interesting finding. That yeah. those upfiring speakers are not as horrible as a lot of people say, right? They can work. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Definitely try having them, you know, to yeah. the to the side or rear if yeah. possible. I think it's worth. I think it's worth the effort if you can if you have the capability. Some people just don't want to. They don't want to cut holes or they don't want to mount. I, mean, I can tell you right now, it was a pain in the butt mounting speakers to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Like I spent an hour and a half in my attic in the Florida sun. It's blazing hot up there. And mm-hmm. I went up there and I was up there for an hour and a half. They're feeding, you know, sending water bottles up through my, uh, the eight inch hole. When we pulled down the speaker, I'm like, Hey dude, throw me a water up here. I'm dying. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to get dehydrated. Yeah. And after That's an hour cool. and a half, man, I, I was starting to get a little sketchy. I'm like, I want yeah. down. Yeah. I'm like, I want down. I'm, I'm, not feeling, I'm serious. I'm not feeling good mentally. You know, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm just drenched in sweat and I'm tired, you know, just every little movement. Cause you're crawling up there. I don't have the ability to stand up in my attic. So I'm literally crawling on rafters and squatting down the whole time. I had one little board that I could stretch across the, you know, the, um, the rafters, I guess you call them. And so I'd put a little piece of board on there, but you're, you're laying on them on your, on your knees, bare knees. I didn't have knee pads or anything. So it's super uncomfortable. You're there for an hour and a half and there's little oxygen up there. And of course, you know, it's just crazy hot. But at the end of the day, I look back and go, absolutely. It was worth it. You know? So if you're willing to put in the effort, I think you'll definitely get a much better sound on ceiling, in ceiling, on wall, than you'll get on the, on the up firing up firing is just convenient easy you should have put some subs up there while you were up i mean i've got i've got the space some subs maybe i could do that um this is i thought this is fun uh where is it i like i like your profile photo mid bass maestro uh spatial audio calibration toolkit made my setup strong i guess i don't know yeah i don't know what that emoji would be yeah strong it's fierce yeah, hard. Very cool. I don't know. Um, what else? Firing. Did you see the update from Trinov? Okay. They had one a while back, but is it something new? Mm, let's see. How new is this? They had one. It's probably That's been three or four March weeks. Yes, yeah, so I, I knew yeah. about that one. Yeah. I thought you meant like this week. Yeah. So I just saw yeah. this recently. Um, so for any of you who have a Trinov, Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's coming out pretty soon. When is it? Third week of April mm-hmm. for the altitude 16 and 32. And uh, so one of the things that it does is it does better, I guess, noise rejection. So it tries to find out what is noise and what is not. So mm-hmm. you get a better 
calibration that way. Uh, this adaptive stuff seems kind of like a kind of like the headroom expansion that we were talking about for Odyssey. I don't know if you've seen the the uh, live stream that I did with with Eric Newman at Odyssey, but they have some new features in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is exactly the same. Reduced right. pre-ringing, but this is what I thought was interesting. It's like predefined target curves. Mm -hmm. um, it says until now there's only been one predefined target curve in altitude processors, which is a flat response curve. Mm -hmm. While this may be suitable for studio or near field environment, it is not for a home theater. This meant that alternative target curves would have to be created by the calibrator or mm -hmm. imported from a previous curve. Okay, so that's cool. Um, I've never played with uh, a trin off. So yeah, me neither. The fact that they could import, cool. That's a good thing, right? Especially for what I'm doing with the new new app, I need to be able to import target curves. That's the whole point of the app. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't have predetermined mm -hmm. uh, curves. I guess they have like flat, light, moderate, strong, and musical, right? Um, and so, yeah, flat for those who wish, okay. Light, bass increase. So I guess it's just different mm -hmm. levels of yeah. bass and sure. treble. Just a little different curve on each one. Uh, musical, I'm kind of curious about that. A target curve balanced towards listening to music. Yeah, like what is that? <laughs> yeah, Whatever that is. Um, so cool. Uh, you know, any I have, I have a feeling I'd, I'd want number five. What do you think? Number five, strong. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have that emotion. <clears throat> want some bass in that bad boy. Um, so yeah, Music I think that's cool. Uh, my answer is custom target curve all day. Right? Don't use these predefined ones. You know, I think it's it, just a know, good. It's yeah. a good start. You know. It could be. It could be a good. It could be better than nothing. But it's right. so interesting that for, the guy, was for the guy that doesn't want to mess with it, I think having some presets would be beneficial for the average guy. If you have a processor you're not, you're that's not that expensive, average. you should have but, somebody just do it. <laughs> true, that's true. You should have a professional calibrator, and they yeah, should. Be it doing doesn't it make sense manual. to go in there yeah. like, ah, let me just do auto. No, no. Yeah. Let somebody go and set it yep. up properly. Hopefully, they understand how to do. Right, uh, good measurements. Yeah. I haven't seen somebody do it yet, but um, yeah, hopefully the magic beans will take care of all of that. So, yeah, if anybody has a, a trend of, by the way, that has like the import, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I would like to support uh, trend off. Anyway, that's new. What else? Well, yeah, thirty thirty thousand dollars is not cheap. Thirty G's, about sixteen for the sixteen and thirty something for the thirty two. Man, I'm, I'm surprised that the default was flat. I guess it's almost like they're assuming, yeah, you should have somebody tweak that. it. Yeah. Is anybody yeah. who's heard flat at your main listening position in a normal sized room, even they even say it here. Mm -hmm. Like it says, uh, while this may be suitable for a studio or near field environment, it's not ideal for home theater. Like, yeah, definitely yeah. not ideal for home theater. It's not going to sound good. So it's kind of interesting that. That was their only predefined part. <laughs> Reverend Slim, I like your comment. He says, unless it does better money rejection, I'm out. Money rejection. <laughs> um, uh, Randall says, can you explain what you do with magic beans? Are you just reviewing room measurements and applying your own curves? Uh, it's proprietary. So I'm not going to, you know, say exactly how we do everything, but um, yeah. It's magical. It's magic. It's just magic. It just works. 
the what I'm hoping is once it's released, we'll get some people giving feedback and the results will speak for themselves, right? You know, you don't want to reveal the magic trick that takes away the fun. If it <laughs> if it works, all that if it works. If it sounds better, then good. If it sounds worse, then reviews will be negative. And why would you ever use that? You know, so it'll be pretty easy. Any news? Any news? Let's. I'm just gonna go into some questions here. Any news? Any news on the Magical Beans app? Truthfully, I have to have so many reviews that I need to just catch up on. And the plan is to just get them all out, you know, catch up, do all of them. And then I'm not going to accept any more reviews from that point. It's all about just getting this released. Right. So it's just tough. Not enough time in the day. Right. So, but it's very close. It's very close. I'm super excited. He's closer this month than he was last month. Yes. Yes. Working on it. It's the first thing. Let's put it this way. It's the first thing I do every morning is work on that, right? I wake up, look at my phone, and then start working. So, Is it iOS or Android or both? iOS, Android, Mac, PC. Cool. Unfinished business asked. Yes, yes. Um, are you planning on doing a masterclass on multi Uh y- Yes. So... <laughs> So this is the old. This is the old thing. Like, that e- I to- yes. Yeah. It's like I had to think about that one. So here's the thing. I've been <laughs> promising this for a long time, and for anybody who's on the waiting list, they're like, what? "This dude's never gonna do it, right?" But the thing is that this app that we're making is gonna make a huge difference in in this, right? It's gonna be the tool that you're gonna want to use. So I could have either just taught the class. Mm-hmm. And it would have taken days to teach people how to do this or develop a process that can be used in an app. And the masterclass would just be more about how to use the app properly, maybe custom it. things, you know. So that's that's basically it. So it's not that I forgot about it. It's more like we repackaged it and made it something that everybody could afford. So today I talked to my friend who's a car audio guy. He's also a lawyer. And I said, like, hey, how much do you guys charge? He's like, a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So my services are not thousand bucks, but they're more than I would want to pay. Right? I wouldn't want to pay, you know, 200 bucks or whatever it is for my services because I know how to do it, first of all. Right. But also, like, it's a lot of money. Right. So the idea is I would rather this be available to more people. And it took a while to do that. But the idea is to make it available to more people rather than just select few people who can afford to pay me to do it. So that's the idea. And I'll I'll make more money that way, by the way, I think. Right? Just because not everybody can afford for me to do their stuff. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. $300 per hertz. $300 per hertz. (laughs) I'm like... Well, yeah, so unfinished business. Yeah, yes, that one. Paid, it's gonna, I gotta make some money, man. I mean, I've been. I told him it'd be. I told him it'd be paid with ads. Yeah, even better, right? No, no ads. No, no, that's <laughs> no ads. Um, so yeah, it, it will be paid, and I'm hoping it's something that everybody will say totally worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna be everybody, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, 
people who have bought the spatial toolkit, they're like totally worth it, right? And then there's some people like, mm, I don't know, but it it's just a tool. So everybody's gonna find more or less use out of it. So yeah, That's funny. um, maybe I wipe out ad. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. That's funny. What other questions do we have? You see any questions that I you didn't want to see? Any, yeah. I think we got to most yeah, of them the, all. Yeah, the ones near the end we saw. Anything else here? Oh, Why is my, my seat making all kinds of squeaking noises? Um, will will it make the wife appreciate the sound improvements? Yes, it should. It should. Hmm. And I know you're joking, but Truth is, right, when your speakers are not calibrated well, let's say if there's too much trouble, everybody doesn't like it. You know, they're like, can you, can you turn it down a little bit? Can you turn it down, right? You hear that because it doesn't sound good. Like, just turn it down, right? Um, but when your speakers are well calibrated, the tonality is good. Mm -hmm. It's almost like what you'll find is you can turn it up and nobody complains, Right? That's how you know your system is sounding good. How about a Floyd tool tar how about a Floyd tool target curve setting on the app? Uh, I don't think he would like that. When I talked to him and I said, "Hey, what do you think about everybody using your Harman target?" He doesn't seem to like it. Yeah, he said he said that was never meant to be a target curve. Mm -hmm. You know, this is kind of summarizing what he said. Hopefully I get it right. But he said that uh it was from testing the JBL M2, one of their speakers, in various rooms, and they took the average of those rooms, and that curve, what you see, is the average of those curves. But unless you have a JBL M2, that doesn't apply to you. Your room is not those, not one of the rooms that they tested in. Another reason why you should maybe be, I don't know, a little bit careful when you when you just use that as a as a target curve. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna. I would like to do something like that, though. You know, something where we help other people determine what the target curve should be, because this is a Floyd tool. The, the Harman target curve is a it's a good guess, right? If you had to guess between flat and Harman target, I'm choosing Harman target all day. Yeah, right. It's a better it's guess, optimal all the time. Yeah, but it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I keep saying to people. You know, we care about all these things, placement and which components we use, what DAC is in there, what kind of, you know, what kind of amplifier is there, all these things that make some difference. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, after you do all the level matching and time alignment, phase alignment, at the end of the day, what does the calibration ask you? What target curve do you want? Okay, well, that last step is going to make the biggest difference in how your speakers sound. <laughs> Right, it's a whole you're moving, you're changing up the entire sound of the system. So, isn't that important to get the right one? You know, so that's that's what we're trying to do. What is Tim saying over here? I was looking at Reverend Slim. Uh, okay, hold on. Tim says from an early Magic Beans curve that Joe did for my system, my wife appreciated the difference easily, and it made a big difference to me. Thank you, Tim. Um, what is this? What do you say? A roommate finally asked, dude, do you have to recalibrate or play test tones every <laughs> night? I was like, well, I change things often just to learn more. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> every night? Yes, you do. 
uh, Sack made my base lower than the resale value of my lower 90s. <laughs> That's good. Um, Sack made my setup sound so good. My girlfriend said I cut more holes in my ceiling. Oh, you got I could cut more. Yeah. You got the approval to, to do some heights. That's good. Um, yeah. I think I think we're pretty good. I think we covered a lot of different topics today. Hopefully, Tim, did we give you enough to uh make our daily videos? If you guys don't watch our daily videos, you should make sure to subscribe because Tim cuts these up and he makes them. Tim does the magic. He does his math. We need to re-record re an after one for you, Michael. When we that thing was terrible. Terrible. Oh, I was like so sick. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. To get a new one from you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Anything <laughs> else, Michael? Anything new? Updates you want to shout out real quick? I've got a weird thing coming. Like not weird, but it's different. Um, some motorized shades that are coming. I'll oh, be here cool. Thursday. From uh, from who? Um, it is from a company called. I have to look back at my notes. Smart Wings, I think. It's kind of a interesting name. But yeah, they're sending me. How many me, windows are you doing it on? It's it's one big window. So in my living room, I've got a sliding glass door. There's three of them, uh -huh. and so I'm curious to see because three quarters of my audience is, or I guess about two thirds of my audience, don't have a dedicated theater room. So I'm like, okay, this is an issue that I have. Like late at night, suns coming down and i mean it's just blasting through that that window and i mean we've got shades but they're kind of wonky so or like vertical shades but these are alexa controlled um they're blackout curtains or blackout so i'm like these look pretty slick man so, you know if they run on battery so they they do have a they're rechargeable mm. um, and they last so many hundreds of ups and downs but they do have a um, a what do you call that thing that you put on a solar panel that you can attach to it. It just has a cable. You put the solar panel on the window. So that would be ideal if that door doesn't move or if it's a window that doesn't move. But mine, it's not going to work because, you know, those glass have to move. Mm -hmm. So that, that wouldn't really work oh, for that. So I'll just have to recharge them every once in a while. So. Curious to see like how long that'll take, um, cool. you know, how often. So but that'll be something totally different. But okay. it's something that I think that would be beneficial to my audience because, like I said, two thirds of them have living room setups. So if they've got big open, you know, a lot of ambient light, if you can control that light, then you'll have a better movie watching experience. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. All right. So <laughs> What's he say? What are they saying over he says, there? He's Alexa, black out the sun. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Uh, it says Jeff Bezos will know when you're watching could, movies. Dude, I could care less what Jeff Bezos knows about me. He he knows everything. I don't care. Yeah, you can he I can find us anywhere. Yeah, he can he can find you anywhere he wants, including the audio only version of the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi fi. So awesome Jeff Bezos, transition. I think he listens on uh, one of those podcasting apps. And uh, yeah, you can also, if you want to know what we're up to at any time while you're driving, you don't have to watch, just listen. Um, so that's one way. And also, if you want to become a patron, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash daily hi-fi. And that supports what we're doing here. So we appreciate it. Also, we have an after show where you can jump in, 
and kind of go into more details about your specific mm -hmm. system. Hang Maybe out. if you have questions, questions for us, we can yeah. answer them directly. So it's just fun times. I'm usually there way too long. Um, other guys kind of cut out a little bit earlier because they're normal, like, you know, responsible people. <laughs> you know, I am, no I am not. I'm crazy. So I'll see you guys over there. Michael, good to see you again. Yeah, I know you're absolutely. busy, man. It's all good, dude. I love so, it. Good seeing you, man. All right, everybody. Take care. I'm going to grab a quick bite to eat, and then I'm going to like a snack, and then I'll be over there. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. Have a great week, guys.